this episode of Brosens family. It's all about family, weddings, some difficulties in family relationships, getting through it and cheering each other on. So stay tuned. Let's go. going on man how's it been a long time no see not actually true we saw each other last weekend but uh yeah last week it was last weekend it was last weekend and man is it oh, it's all right so for those of you that don't know my oldest son got married last weekend and so um it was out of town for for me as well but um it's about two hours east of here uh, down towards the coast of north carolina and uh you know, luckily John and Brittany came down to 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 partake in the wedding. It was it was an experience. I would say that DJ was phenomenal. Did a great job. Um, I might be biased, but whatever. Um, being no, a DJ, DJ was good. Yeah, no, he yeah, he, no. he was good. You know, um, I hope the pictures turn out well. I'm a slightly concerned about the photography, yeah. but uh, we'll see. I yeah. you know, and I by the far chance that the photographer might actually end up seeing this. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened. There was, there was a, someone had came to me during the evening and had said that they saw the photographer in tears at some point. So I'm not sure what happened. I didn't, didn't get a explanation or anything. They just said they saw her sitting out there crying and I feel bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone's got to start somewhere, right? So I, I, I want to segue a second. This is going to be, I'm going to do my Gen X advice first. Okay. So for everybody in the, uh, well, we're past millennials. So we're at Gen Z probably. I guess there's some millennials that are getting married off still. But look, as a former professional wedding photographer and a still somewhat professional photographer and marketer, you are not going to remember your wedding day. Like you're going to remember little snippets, uh, but it's going to go by so quick and there's so much to do. And all the pressure and stress, you just, you don't have a great memory. No one, no one ever does. Your images, video, and any audio recordings, if the DJ is going to record it for you, uh, if you're going to stay mic'd up or whatever, is, is important. And that's actually where you need to spend your money first, above anything else, above venue, above catering, above dress, because that's the only thing you're going to have for memories down the road, because your brain is going to let loose of it. It's just... It's going to, yeah. and, it's and, you know, and and I don't know, maybe the images are going to be good. I just, having done it, I, I guess my thing is like, and, and maybe maybe they knew when they, they hired her, and I'm not saying she did mis misrepresent. I'm not, I am not saying that. I'm just saying, yeah, watching her shoot, she's got a pop-up flash on the camera, and anyone past six months of photography knows that, like, that's not going to get it done. Kit lenses, not going to get it done uh, when you're shooting, but you know, when I started, so I'm going to, I'm going to back up. Well, yeah, Mr. Photographer, how'd you get started then? Well, you're right. I didn't have a lot of equipment didn't have a lot of gear. I was just getting started. I shot like my first five weddings completely free. I told people I was learning. They had zero money for a wedding. Yeah. Like they got married at the church because it was free. They didn't have a dress and it was more of me practicing the cadence. And I used to tell people, I can't make the VFW hall look like the Taj Mahal. 
it's funny because actually you ended up shooting a wedding in the yeah, now, <laughs> yeah, now, now you can. Yeah, now you can. But the point is, I never overrepresented. I showed them the work I did. I was like, I'll do my best. And they're like, you got a better camera than anybody I know. We don't have money for a photographer, so you're you're the guy. And then that led to some bridesmaids that had a little bit of money. And then blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, like I'm charging thousands of dollars for weddings. And I have like 45 grand worth of gear and second shooters and, and enhanced my yeah. craft is what it's really about. So right. not knocking it. Everybody's got to start somewhere. I just I want to make sure the images you know, met the expectations and the price that was paid for him is usually my, my number one concern, but yeah. my recommendation, my gen X fatherly advice to anybody getting married. And eventually when my children get married, I will ensure that photographic documentation and video is uh, handled professionally. Uh, that'll be. Yeah. Like, yes. Wherever you're getting married, I'm going to pay somebody good to come out and, and make it look nice yeah. and, well, and get good images. And, that, so. and hence why we had a good DJ because you 12 years of wedding DJ experience. <laughs> I made sure we had a DJ, so I paid for the DJ. Um, yeah. and, and Earth Shaker was that. interesting. Though. Yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> so was, he, did. he did. He great. did. He did great. He was, he was really good. And I, you know, five stars. So Bright Entertainment, if you're down towards the East Coast of North Carolina, you need a DJ Bright Entertainment. I'm going to give him a free plug because they did, it did a phenomenal job. And, and just kind of back up on the photographer. The, you know, the, the bridal photos and everything were, were really good. Um, and the engagement photos, the ones that we saw, she did a really good job on. So I, I think, again, she's young. She's starting out. She's got yeah. room to grow. Um, and I think she'll only get better. Experience can happen. I started out just like you said. It's you start somewhere, right? And yeah, it's you know, you know. And I hate to hear people crying. I, I didn't see that either. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was something personal or if it was something that came out of the event. I don't know. Um, I was a little frustrated, but. Um, with 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 some of the chaos that went on, but I think that's any you know father, yeah, or your dad, bride yeah. or bride or groom, either one. You're you're going to have some. There was some chaos, but it's every. I'm telling you, 12 years, I saw a lot of chaos. So um, it we'll was ex back. it was expected. But I think yeah, we'll circle back. But I think she did good. But yeah, bright entertainment for a DJ. I have to tell you this. So real quick, and then we can kind of move on. I think uh, <laughs> so. We got there at rehearsal Friday. DJ shows up because he came to the rehearsal because we paid to come to rehearsal and he's out there and he's kind of just playing some music as as we're getting. And at this point, he had no idea that I was <coughs> knew that I was the the father or stepfather or the, the groom. You know, he's like, again, William's my stepson, but it's my son. Um, And so I was kind of Jerry and I were there. She was sitting on the bench and I was standing there kind of next to where he was. And he's just playing some music while people are kind of getting their stuff together. And he starts playing Justin Timberlake's Mirror. Now, a lot of folks don't know this, but that is mine and Jerry's song for a particular reason. So, again, Jerry and I, for those of you who don't know, we were married for a while. We actually ended up getting divorced for a very short period of time. And then we got remarried um, because she realized I, that she made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> See, she's I mean, not here. I think so. From <laughs> outside in, you both learned a lot yeah. during that period. We're both and we're both very hard. There was a palpable change in both of you, and I'm very proud. Of you. Absolutely, no. It was we were both stubborn. We could save that story for another one. But so anyway, so when we got married, we, you know, she was like, "We should just we should write our own vows." And so if you just go back and listen to the lyrics of that song, because it kind of summed up a little bit 
the situation with us, right? And so I actually took the lyrics for that song and I used them for my vows. She swears I cheated. I'm like, no, this fits perfectly. She didn't know I did that. And so I read the, so that's kind of our song and it's been an ongoing thing. So anyway, he's playing this thing and I just kind of crack up. I'm like, did Jerry tell you this? And he was like, no, tell me what. And I, so I explained the story to him. So that was Friday night. So then wedding comes Saturday. Going through the whole evening, a lot of dancing, blah, blah, blah. And it gets late to the evening. It's like almost to the end. He played the song again. And he knew what he was doing when he played it. It wasn't, yeah. you know, he he literally, because, you know, he kind of looked over at me. He's like, I got you. So, yeah, <laughs> it made a it made a moment for for Jerry and I. And we were both a little bit. I was probably more so a little bit. Um, what's the word? I was feeling good at that time. <laughs> it was late in the evening. Um, a long, long, stressful day. Yeah, I mean, and we, so, had, we had already jetted. I was not feeling my old kidneys. Were, yeah, like, yeah, my old, kidneys yeah it was there. it was really late in the evening. But so her and I got to go out and dance floor, and there wasn't but a couple other people out there. But we, you know, we had a little dance. I got a little video clip of it. Um, that someone someone had sent to us. It it made a moment at our son's wedding late in the evening after all the stress was over and we were just kind of still kind of in a celebratory mood at that point. We were feeling pretty good and and yeah, it made a moment. And so to me, it's not just that he did a good job as a DJ, but that one little thing yeah, was extra. extra, right? It's a, it was an it was an extra. A, a small conversation that was just off the cuff, not super important, not super relative, uh, relevant, but he he brought it back. And so, uh, you know, anyway, Pride Entertainment, there you go. That's my yeah, no, non, non-sponsor plug for the week. Yeah, DJ was good. You know, I'm, I'm happy for the kids, but, uh, you know, so I want to share with you because we didn't, we didn't really talk about it. And uh, it's been hectic. So wedding and then this week. Um, we actually haven't recorded an episode in like three weeks. So we, we had a buffer when we started for this it's very gone. reason, because we both travel and he had work travel for a week. I had work travel for a week. He had a wedding for, you know, to get ready for another week. And I was trying to get caught up after traveling for work. And then this week, this past week, I've been, we finished up our uh, season uh, at, at work. So old car quest, uh, we sponsor, Donnie Schatz, uh, the Tony Stewart Racing Team, number 15, World of Outlaws Sprint Car 410 Series. So, anyway, we finished that up down in Charlotte's World Finals, and I was super busy this week down at the track uh, with the team, uh, hanging out, doing social media, doing marketing. Uh, we had some contest winners, so haven't recorded in a while. But what I want to share with you, and... Uh, at one point, uh, you know, me and Brittany were outside talking and you came, got us and uh, the other kids. You're like, no, no, you guys come in, come in, come in. You're telling me that, oh, we're going to play Hey There, Delilah, because William used to sing it when you were <laughs> <Yeah>. a kid <laughs> and all you guys used to sing it in the car. Yeah, yeah and, and, and And I just, I stood back. And this is something else. I, I was going to pause for a second. I was my, I'm going to continue to elaborate on my Gen X advice to people. Put your freaking <laughs> phones away when you're at an event. Yeah, you, you, your obligation as a guest is to be present in the moment and capture the memories and, and be present for the people. Uh, let the photographer and the videographer and the DJ handle the capturing of things. You don't need to do it, okay? Anyway, okay, I digress. So we hung back and we were just watching you guys dance and everybody else out there dance. And, you know, you got done. 
you remember you came over and I gave you a hug and I started crying. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it wasn't for William as much as I, you know, it's horrible to <laughs> Madison. It's not horrible. But, it's but, not horrible. Uh, I, I was, I was crying cause I was super happy and I was happy for you. And, you know, like you walked off and Brittany's like, you okay? What's, what's going on? You know, she, I was like, you know, you grow up together and this is what she, my wife doesn't have siblings. She's got cousins right. and I've explained to her a number of times that it's not the same. And she sees our kids grow up now, our four kids. She's like, it, it's, and then she sees me and you. She's like, it's not the same. She goes, it is just not the same. She watched William and Sean and Michael and Sebastian all out there just huddled up together too. She's like, it's not the same. And uh, I said, you know, we, we've been through a lot, you know, me and Eddie. I said, we've grown up poor. And uh, I said, we've been through hard times. Yep. I was like, we've uh, both had our struggles Failure to launch, right? Getting into mm-hmm. adulthood, getting traction, making our way in life, relationship problems, marriage problems, on off, back again. We've had our own falling out. We'll have to talk about that sometime for yeah a while. And uh, you know, here we are. And and it's kind of like if you're on TikTok and you I see the little videos like you made it, we're here. <laughs> and and that's really how I felt, you know, like. I just stood there and I'm like, that's my brother. He did it. So yeah. It's uh it was a good moment. I yeah, it's still emotional I, for me. Like, like I just, you know, the what we've went through in life and where we've come from. And you know, we can, you know, I, I think God it's, it's such a catch twenty two because I don't have a lot of empathy for people who bitch about their life and do nothing for it. Because me and you had Jack. Yeah. You know, and we both have made our own way. You're successful in your career. You've made it uh, financially. I've gotten to that point. Um, we both have families. You have adult children. Uh, funny story. After one of these podcasts, he, me and him were still talking. And uh, one of his sons came in and was wanting to talk to him because he had just come home from work. And he's like, hold on, I'm talking to Uncle John. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And he walked off and I looked at him. I was like. Your adult son wants to have a conversation with you, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, seriously, he's he, he's 19. I said, your adult son wants to have a conversation with you and tell you about his day. Dude, you, you fucking did it right, man. You, it's you not always right. <laughs> you, I, <laughs> I know. I know. But you, you did it right. You know? Like, I'm, I'm proud of you. Well, I appreciate it, bro. And it, some days, uh, some days it doesn't feel like I did. I mean, today's one of those days. And then there's a whole yeah, story. I, yeah. I won't go into that for obvious reasons today. Um, well, not obvious to everyone, but obvious to you. Um, there, there just, there was a situation today um, with my son and, and not internally the family. It's just a situation where I had to be dad and be protective. And, and um, part of me feels like I didn't do a good job there. But um, yeah, I, you know, our topic this week is family. Um, and Family is important. And I think the wedding did remind me, you know, family, family is constantly changing and shifting and growing. I mean, we were there, we were there with William's biological father and, and his wife and, and, you know, we got along good. I mean, you know, we've had our ups and downs with them too. Um, in the last several years, it's gotten much better and, and I'm happy for that. And so is Jerry. I mean, we, 
kind of all we ever wanted was to have, you know, a good relationship for William's sake. And so um, I'm glad that we're, we were able to be at that, that point for his big day. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you did hit on a few things, right? So we preach occasionally. We'll, we might, we might talk mass, but yeah, I mean, we, we, we literally, and I know we've talked about it time and time again, we had it rough growing up. I mean, and here, so here's, here's a story and I can't, I don't think we've told the story about me and, and when I was 18, um, in a senior in high school, my first go around as a senior, <laughs> I, I literally was, um, I was at a point in my life where, you know, I hated going to school. I, I was skipping school. Uh, hated doing school work. Mom and dad tried to try to get me into shape and yada, yada, yada. They threatened to throw me out. And I'm like, yeah, they're not going to do it. They're mom and dad. They're not going to throw me out. And they checked me out the door. They did. They literally threw me out on the street. Um, I lived on the street for three months. Uh, I didn't stay on the streets. You know, I, luckily I had friends that their parents would let me stay. Or I had friends that were adults that I would go stay at their place. Or kid you not, I was working at Pizza Hut waiting tables. The manager actually let me sleep on the bench that they used to wait for your to-go orders at Pizza Hut. So, yeah. Um, Took me about about three months of that before I realized, you know, I did, had to kind of pick myself up and go, you know what, I I really I, I need to go back to school and get my myself together. And so I did, you know. Eventually went back, graduated high school, had a very good senior year. Um, it was very eventful, you know. Was <laughs> which on the side note, then I started high school the very next year. Because of this weird off-year thing. And everyone's like, oh, you're Eddie's brother. So there's a whole yeah. story we'll talk about Eddie's brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a long one. But, I mean, you know, so did a little bit of college and then ended up going to military and then eventually got out and kind of started getting my life together. So, I mean, so family, you know, like you said, we, we've been, we've had our ups and downs, you and I. And here we are at this point in our life where, look, I mean, we're doing this at least once or twice a week, we're trying to record an episode. We're spending time together. And just for everyone's sake, when these, when we do these recordings, it's not just, Hey, let's get on the call. Let's, let's do our recording for 30, 45 minutes, an hour. And then we're off. It's like, there's usually a whole lead up where we're having a lot of conversations and catch up. Some of it's talking about what we're going to talk about. And then usually after the call, there's a lot more conversation. Um, some nights a little too long because the, the, the significant others get a little testy and they're like, Hey, they start you're, texting are you, us like, what are you doing? Are you, are you coming to bed? It's like, Oh my God, it's midnight. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, when we try to, when we try to share our experiences and wisdom, it's not really try to be preachy. It's also not trying to like, we're not trying to be like, Oh, you know, we're, we're something we're better than you. I, I think it's more of, we did this, right. So There's not anything that's, you know, we're not anything, I, I would say, special. extraordinary, special. I mean, we're just people. And so... Just figured it out the hard way and decided not to, like, roll over. Like, just, okay, I'll try something different. Right. And I think if there's, like, one big takeaway from all of that, right? It's like, hey, it doesn't matter what you've done, what mistakes you've made, how bad it is, 
right? You can always improve, right? You could always turn it around. You could always change your course of life. Whether or not you believe in fate, um, if you believe God has a greater plan for you or has your life already figured out, you got destiny, whatever your beliefs are, if you work hard and you 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 kind of try to find a good support system, you can kind of get there. And a lot of times that is family. Um, you've been support for me at times, even you know, you sometimes I don't listen, and I, I feel like vice versa, right? I'll give you some yeah, advice, and you don't listen to me. I haven't listened to you, so yeah, oh my god, it's like should have, you know, both of us, you know, went down that uh, down that road. And it's like, uh, yeah, sometimes it's tough, you know. Um, I mean, I get it. Like, I'm the younger brother, so I, I can see how it's tough to be like, man, you don't like. What do you? Uh, but there are things in your life, and this is what's important, even within your family where certain members of your family really are the subject matter experts on something more than you. That's really that you, even at work, right? It, it's that way. It does you well to remember you don't know everything in life. And oh, yeah, I think part of your family is to have a different perspective. And hopefully that family member always has your, your interest at heart when they give you that piece of advice and they just tell you how they see it and what their experience is and uh, listen to it or don't at your own, your own risk. I think sometimes, uh, yeah, totally agree. And I think though there is a there is a darker side, right? The family. I mean, family can be tough at times. And you and I family, family can be manipulative, can be narcissistic, can be uh greedy, can be selfish, can be uh I mean a lot of things that um you, you know that you don't want to think about your family and then you know family's also kind of what you make it. Um so, you, you know, it's kind of tying it back to the wedding thing that uh, I gave William and Madison two pieces of advice. And the first was, you are not bringing two families together. You are creating a new family. Mm -hmm. Family always comes first above everything else. Yeah. I was like, you respect your families, your extended families. I'm like, but your home and your household is now yours to run and live. And you need to go and do that to the best of your ability, whatever that looks like. And then the uh, the second one, which is general marriage advice for anybody when you get in a fight. I said, you guys are going to get in a fight. I was like, it's going to be a bad fight. And I was like, just remember you are on the same team. You're not fighting yeah. each other. You're both fighting the problem. And you need to come from that angle that we're both trying to fight to solve the problem. And uh, yeah, good advice. You know, I think those are the two biggest things I can ever tell someone about. Like, just if you remember those, you'll be okay. And uh it does actually help avoid some of the family drama too. When you remember your family comes first, like it, it's tough. It's tough. You've always went to grandma's house. You know, Brittany kind of went through this because her family so close knit is, um, you know, not every year and every holiday is going to be at grandma's house anymore. You know, like we have young children that need their own set of memories and their own Christmas day to enjoy their presence and not be shuttled around to three or four different houses. And I have family. I'm coming to your house this Thanksgiving instead of cooking or going to their house. And uh, yeah, it's important. It's important for the kids to remember that we, we are, we do still have the larger family though, right? Like we're still, yeah. there's still connection over here, right? This is your uncle. These are your cousins. Like we're going to go to their house. We're going to have Thanksgiving. We're going to hang out and they have a blast with them there. They love it. They love running around <laughs> doing stuff. So yeah, it, uncle it's, Teddy. 
Yeah, Uncle Skeddy, that's me. It's and I love that too, by the way. It's great that yeah. I have like my own little nickname. Uh you know it and I, I wish I had thought about doing this research sooner, but I, it'd be interesting to go back and look and see what the percentage of uh kind of split or blended families, how whatever you want to call it, you know, where parents are divorced. Yeah. Um, and, and are remarried and their siblings and half siblings, what that what that that percentage is today versus what it was, say, 30, 40 years ago. Oh, Google um, it while you're talking. Uh, yeah. So, so, and the reason I, I say that is, is because I think that it, that is definitely a challenge that, that I hear a lot about today, right? I don't know if it exists. It may have existed back then. We were just too young and, and naive and just didn't know that that was going on. But, you know, it's, it's tough. And especially with families that are split and live in long distances. And as you know, um, when William and Sebastian, our two oldest, were much younger, they were obviously from pre, they were both from different marriages. So Sebastian was from my first marriage and William is from Jerry's first marriage. And so Sebastian's mom and him lived up in Virginia and then William's and his dad lived down towards the coast. Um, and so every, every holiday, you know, here we are in the middle of North Carolina, you know, we were like having to drive, you know, sometimes on Christmas Eve, Jerry would have to go to two hours to the coast to pick up William and I'd have to go two hours, three hours up to Virginia to pick up Sebastian. So we'd spend, you know, half of a holiday transferring kids and it's tough, right? And and it gets tough. And, and I think this is one of the things that we had falling out with when we were, you know, many, many years ago was the whole, you know, not being able to go everywhere for holidays, right? You know, yeah. I think that was that was one of those things where it was kind of, you were younger, you didn't have kids. It was tough for you to kind of understand. And it was tough for mom and dad to understand. It's like, look, we can't be everywhere every holiday. I mean, I would love to be able well, to. No, I, mean, I actually understood it because actually inversely with the first marriage, we were expected to be everywhere because we didn't have children. Yeah. Like it was like, we were expected to go to five or six houses on Christmas day on Thanksgiving day. And I'm like, we got to the point where we literally bought a timeshare. And so that we would have an excuse. Oh, it's our timeshare week that week. We have to go to the beach. Like, it, you know, like we went, to, we, we did Thanksgiving and Christmas as a couple at the beach to specifically avoid having to having make to go around. Like it, it was just, so, and that tough. was with no kids. You know, we didn't yeah. want to do it personally. I'm like, I just want to like get up and eat some cookies, man. It's Christmas. It, it's <laughs> tough. No, no, it's no. And it's, it's, but it's tough. And I think that's, that's kind when of the point I'm trying to get. When did family stats? So, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, which I guess would be the best place to uh, find these stats, um, there's 1,300 new step families formed each day. Uh, this is as of 2021, which would have been the last census summary window. Uh, 40% yes. of U.S. families are blended with at least one partner having a child from a previous relationship. That's that's pretty high. I don't I don't know that Wait, I would have picked 40%. 40%. Yeah. Oh my uh, lord. Yeah. And, well, so then it goes on to say a little further down, it says every family, it says step families study suggests that about 60 to 70 percent of marriages involve children from a previous marriage. So I think what they're trying to say here, they're calling out the dichotomy that like um, it. I, I think the gap there is probably from like widows and widowers and mm -hmm. like, you know, what I'm saying so yeah. like it's I mean, it's still blended, but it's not exactly the same. But the interesting stat here is. Um, 
that uh where was it uh, sorry uh just had it oh the number of kids living in blended families according to the u.s census has maintained stability for nearly 30 years so for three decades it's been about 40 percent according to the u.s so, census, if you can trust it yeah so yeah so i, I would have thought it was less too I, I think if we did another 30 before that it would be different. I think what you would have saw would it would be an increase of single parents because remarriage or getting divorced was taboo, you know, for the thirty years prior, the thirty to, well, the entire time before that, probably. Yeah, uh, probably so. Uh, Asian families are half as likely as Hispanic, Black, or White children to be part of a blended family. They stick with it, whether you like it or not. Mm, I can see that. <laughs> that might be unfair to phrase it that way, but uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. You know, there's. There is some 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 amount in marriage of like you just got to tough it out. Like if, if you're going to get divorced over being inconvenienced, and you're going to get divorced from everybody, like just don't get married. Uh, so look, I've been divorced twice. I know it sucks. It's not an easy process. Try to avoid it. Well, and, and you're in the best you advice I can give you. Try you to avoid you it. Returned. You returned the second divorce. You got your money back. Yes. So I don't that know if that one counts. True. Like you're that's a net zero. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, we we always we always joke about it too. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, you got yeah. So like, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough to be be in those blended families. So if you are a parent and your kids are in that situation, or you know, say you have kids that are older and they're married and they're having kids, or they've been remarried and they're having their kids, it's just weird to think about having kids. And now my son's married. My, one Man, of my I, I, I give it 12 months and you're you're gonna get the granddad news i give it i'm hoping months. i'm hoping at least two years I, i'm i'm really hoping at least two years I i'm not know, they just moved he just got a promotion they're married like i don't know man i i don't know they they've said a couple of years but i i don't know that you but they've been, they've been together, living together they've been together about six years which somehow i managed yeah. to completely forget at the wedding um time flies well, that's not so as bad as my wife being good. toasted by my father by my ex-wife's name. <laughs> so we're okay. <laughs> uh, I think I still have that on uh, yeah, audio too. Audio. I think I have that recorded. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, I so the other thing about family too, and I, I think where I was kind of starting to go with the the dark side of it is, is there's sometimes you're going to have this toxic family members they may be brothers they may be i'm not saying you're, you are but i'm just saying in general they may be brothers sisters it could be parents it could be grandparents even um that are toxic yeah and that's not good it, it's really not and and i will say personally and i won't go into a lot of the details because it's very personal but i have both me and jerry my wife we have both cut off family members completely um, because of the toxicity. It's not good for our children. It's not. And, and you've done the same thing. I mean, it's Brittany too. Brittany too. Yeah, so it's, it's like, it's tough. I mean, it's hard. There are days that I go by and I'm like, did, did I really do the right thing? And then that's when really I, the hard part of growing up, I, I get it really like there, there's a stage of adulthood where, all right, yeah, but then you really start to analyze these interpersonal relationships of friends and family, and you look around and you're like, I wouldn't tolerate this from someone that was 
a friend or an acquaintance. Why right. am I tolerating it? Like, you know, we'll, we'll talk about another day, but I actually told our mother, my Nettie's mother, I don't like you as a person. If you were not my mother, you would not be afforded the time of day for me because you're not a nice person. And that's a tough conversation. And there's a lot that built up to that. So before everybody casts a stone at me, just understand, number one, that I've offered to go to counseling, to go to therapy, to pay for it on my own dime. I have addressed exactly what I need from my parents. Uh, and we we haven't talked in, it's actually not two years. We talked at the beginning of the year because we had to do a welfare check because nobody in the family could get a hold of them. They called us worried that they were dead. Uh, so uh, they called and assured us that they were not. Uh, but that's sidebar, but that is family. We'll have to, we will talk about one day, not to throw mom and dad under the bus, but to your point, we, we have had that. Mm -hmm. And then me going through that and the, um, the emotional up and down roller coaster that it was causing me. And then when I went no contact, Brittany has seen how much more peaceful my life has been and how I've been able to get my own emotion, my own depression, my own sense of self-worth back um, around that is I've offered. And, and you know, it, and here's the thing, like, I, I want to be really clear about this. My phone could ring right now and I would answer it if it was my mom or dad. I would. The choice of no contact is actually theirs because every time I talk to them, I just simply say, I'm not doing this. I've told you that we need to have a conversation about these topics and I'm not going to pretend like none of it happened until we have those conversations and we reach a resolution to it. And action is what resolution is. It's not words because we've had plenty of conversations where you're not going to do things anymore and demand time and money and unrealistic, you know, things from me that you want. Uh, and until those actions change, I'm not willing to put any more into this and I'm not willing to have my children around it or my wife, uh, the way you treat my spouse, another story. We'll share that another day, but like, I'm not going to go down that road. And at that point, they usually hang up on me. So, so it, it's while no contact. Uh, yeah, I had a choice in telling them that, but look, if someone told that to you, like you, you're, you're friend, like you've been friends with someone for a long time. They're like, Hey, you're, you're really kind of an a-hole. Like I, I, you do stuff consistently. Let me paint the paradigm for you in case you're unaware of it. But every time you cancel plans on me or you expect me to do this, or, you know, you're constantly picking the agenda and you're overriding me. Like, I don't, I'm not really enjoying this friendship. We're not what we used to be. And they point that out to you and you get offended by that and you don't talk to them. Well, the problem rests with you not them. They're just, they're trying to have an open line of communication to make it better, which is what I've done with my parents. Um, and Brittany's done with some people and that's, you know, what Eddie's getting at, you know, it's uh, right. And I know the situations loosely with, with Jerry. And it's the same thing. It's like you, you, you are choosing to behave a certain way and I'm not going to tolerate it anymore. There's a line for my own mental health that I'm not willing to tolerate, uh, right. which is tough. I was diagnosed as codependent. Um, you know, I went to therapy at, towards the end of my first marriage and then through the divorce. And I started looking back and I'm like, oh, crap, I am. You know, the phrases around like you try to make it sound good when you're coded. Oh, I'm altruistic. I like helping people. No, you're destroying yourself in order to gain validity in someone else's life. And that's that's no one's actually altruistic. Like That just really kind of sort of doesn't exist when you look at the definition of it. But uh 
you know, me being a cop. And he's like, why do you think you were a cop? He goes, and then you quit. He goes, why, why, you know, he was like, was it really the politics or was it the fact that you, it didn't become emotionally fulfilling for you? And I you go down this whole road of, I'm just like, oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't really thought about that. Right. Like, but yeah. to your point about family being toxic, it, it, uh, it's bad. And, and there's a certain amount of things that you're willing to tolerate for someone. Nobody's perfect, including your family as a person. And they are your family. You're stuck with them. You're born into it. There is a certain amount of stuff that you tolerate. You know, I tolerate stuff from you. You tolerate stuff from me. Uh, and then even the people we still in the family that we have relationships with, it's like, that's eh, not like, that's not a deal breaker for me. Right. Like that's a, that's like, yeah, that's annoying. You know, uncle, uncle Bob, that's fictitious by the way, uncle Bob, you know, he gets hammered at every family affair. And by the end of it, he's singing, you know, <laughs> moons over my hammy. Plug for oh, Denny's. nice. Denny's, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So just to, just to add on, right. And just for a little clarity. So mom and mom and dad are also one of the folks that, that I've had to, to, to shut out. And, and so it's not, it's not something that's a situation with just John. It's, it's also a very similar situation with me. So there's, there's a dynamic there. And again, same thing. I've had that same conversation with mom and dad. I'm like, look, we're, we're, we just can't just like, we need to resolve this in order to move forward. We can't sweep it under the rug. It's not just going to go away because it, it keeps happening. And so I need to stop it or we need to kind of figure out how to move forward. And it's been, it's been difficult. And again, you talked about it and I, I it's, there are days that I, I, I question my decision. Did I do the right thing? And again, that time, like when, when there was that welfare check, it was like, it went through my head. It's like, yeah, the, here we are. And we knew it was going to happen. Did I make the right decision? I don't know. Um, but then when I turn around and I realize, like you said, there's pieces of me that aren't drugged down every day when I was having two, three four conversations a week with mom um and dad and it just it 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 was it wasn't good it 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 wasn't good and so again made that decision and i won't go into the detail with with jerry and and folks in her family because that's just that's a, a pretty she, personal one too she wants to come yeah, on the yeah. podcast and talk about it she can but that's yeah we won't, yeah I won't no about i don't i'm yeah, happy to I talk about mine but yeah you know that's and trust me there's days i you know i just like man like but you, you want to know what it comes down to. I'm like, I really just wish that um, I had the parent that I had idealized as a child, the way I viewed them. Right. Like, uh, you know, mom was the nurturer and the comforter and, you know, dad was always tough, but he's fair. And he's, you know, really, when you think about it and really a lot of it from parenting standpoint, dad was right. Like I'm, I'm not necessarily, you know, not everything. There's things that he told both of us and decisions that got made that affected like our course of our early life that, but whatever, like I've always kind of given them credit that they tried to make the best decisions with their education level, their background, their upbringing. I can see all that. Uh, but then as an adult, right? Like, uh, and I've brought this up before. I just give people an example. of One of the things I need to work through with my dad is, you know, he's a restaurant manager. And so he was the GM and he wrote the schedules. And now me having been in retail and running retail stores, very similar, very similar hours, same kind of staffing levels and payroll for 20 some odd years. I'm like, well, he always closed, always closed. That was so he'd be at home during the day while we were at school. And then he worked every weekend. Like I was a store manager. I'd take off 
generally one whole weekend and two other week, like a Saturday and a Sunday on different weeks. Like I, I'm home with my kids all the time. I took my kids into bed. Like even when I was running a store, I'm generally was home by time to tuck them into bed every night. And I, I sit there and I'm like, you know, it really starts to become intentional. Like you, you really take a step back and you're just like, you, you either chose to work your schedules at, and here's the thing. It wasn't just one restaurant. Because every yes, single restaurant, everyone, he worked, yeah. yeah, he he job hopped like most people do in the restaurant management and retail world. He went here for four or five years, here for six years, here for eight years, or whatever. Sometimes yeah, it was a lot quicker intervals too. But you know, having actually worked that type of job and kind of being a very similar role, I'm just like, oh man, like that was all intentional. Like he wrote the schedules. Like he he made the decisions to not be involved. You know, he made the decision. He was late to senior night for me in high school. He was late to my high school graduation. He was late to everything. This is his own world, his own concern or yeah. non-concern. And that's just like, that's my baggage, right? That's my family baggage with him. And I have my own issues with mom, right? Mom was very manipulative to me and you that dad was the yeah. bad guy. Dad was always the evil guy. And it was real easy to paint that picture. But then now as adults, you turn around and you're like, well, you're the manipulative narcissistic like always the victim always this and when it came down to brass tacks like you know spill the family beans but who's the one who actually cheated on who had moved out like it wasn't dad like yeah like i yeah there's just a, there's a lot to unpack there man there's we can do show after show on this and it's not to throw our parents under the bus but i think it's no yeah you know, we, we both about we're we love honest on the podcast that you know uh, no, it is it, what it is. I mean, we it is we, what it is, we, and, and I think it's, there's some health about like talking about this stuff. That's why I want to talk to our parents about it. Like, I I wish to to all ends that they would just contact me and you'd be like, yeah, you know what, we miss you guys, and we're willing to go to counseling, you know, and if you guys want to pay for it, then yeah. we'll, we'll go. And, and that's all it would take. I'm telling you right now, it's all it would take. And me and Eddie both, it would be a regular thing. We could do it by teleconference. We we'd go to their house and do it weekly if we had to. Yeah. We'd and, figure uh, something out. Yeah. But, I, I just, you know, it, it's, is the likelihood uh, of that happen? No, probably no. not. It, it probably not. And it's, it's pride. Um, we yeah, could go like, ego. again, it's with, with dad, it's pride and ego, uh, yep. with mom. I think she's, she's along for the ride. Um, well, she told me she was. And, and so it's, it sucks. Um, they're adults. They made their decisions, and and they have to live with the consequences of those. Just the same as we've made our decisions, and we have to live with that consequence. And it's it eats it eats at me. Um, but again, I I, I got to protect my family. Um, you know, my my family unit. It yeah, yeah. It sucks. And the older two, they know. I mean, Wayland's my stepson, so he's not really got a lot of skin in the game. It doesn't bother him. Hadley asked me, you know, and I've explained to her I, in very loose terms. I said, they've done some not nice things. And until they change their behavior, we're, we're not going to talk to them. I was like, if they called me and apologized and we talked about it, then I would accept their apology. I like my daughter. I, I apologize to my 10 year old tonight. I, I jumped his butt at dinner time, really just over the top for some stuff. And, you know, that's part of being, that's something that never would happen in our household growing up. I, I went in his room. I was like, Hey, I said, I'm, it's like, I'm not feeling great. My side hurts. So I was like, you lied to me earlier today and I'm still holding a grudge over that. And I shouldn't, you, you apologize. And uh, I was like, I was wrong for jumping on you like that. I was out of place and not appropriate. So 
apologize to your kids, man. Like, that's all right. So, yeah. I mean, so I think, man, congratulations to William and Madison. Yeah, I know. So I think, I think the, the, the big thing here, the takeaway is, is family dynamics are tough. Um, they're not always good. Um, there's a lot of good with family. Your family is what you make it. Uh, and, and, and just try to do, do right. Right. Try to, we, you know, we've talked about it, that whole generational trauma thing, right. Try to, try to break that, try to be different with your kids. Um, and just know that you're going to make mistakes. And I make mistakes all the time. It, it, parenting is not easy. Being a, being a brother or sister is not easy. Being a son or a daughter is not easy. Just do your best um, and and try to support each other. So that's that's my takeaway. You had yours at the beginning, not at the yeah. end. But man, being brother and sister, at least being brothers, you know, watching my my kids because I got girls that he didn't. So, uh, damn, you get some good stories though. Oh yeah, <laughs> I got, got some good ones. Uh, it's great, man. Like it is like cherished. Absolutely, like I didn't realize it as kids, man. But uh, us running around a trailer park with towels tied around our necks and swinging on vines and shooting each other with fireworks and good times, nudie mags man. in the woods and <laughs> yeah, riding oh, go karts in the mud and yeah. Oh, we had, we we did we had a lot of good times. All right, yeah. so let's 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 move on. Let's let's do something a little bit fun. I know we've been going about 40, 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah, let's we'll let's let's up. let's try to wrap it up. But let's do this first. Mad money, mad money. So, All right, I'm gonna so let you go, go first. first. You no, you go, go first? first. Okay, go first. I'm sitting on it, so I did at the advice of Bro there because he's had back surgery. I needed a new chair, uh, so I bought a uh, Secret Labs Titan Evo XL because I'm a big dude. Uh, but the interesting thing is, so I've been working from home for two and a half years, and I've had one of those standard wing back. You'll see it on the other episodes as I shift around, kind of wing back button executive look, looking chairs and no ergonomics. It's just stiff as a board. Phone was getting wore down in it, but it didn't raise up high enough. And I was developing uh, probably some kind of carpal tunnel, my elbow and my wrist, because I was slightly like this as I worked. That's over exaggeration, but it was just enough to where it hurt. And I'm actually getting the chair lowered right now. The way I actually have to work is <laughs> up a little more like this. I, I lowered it down for podcast. So you weren't looking at my nostrils the whole time, but uh, it's and we appreciate great. that. <laughs> it was uh, with shipping, and I've got the the soft weave because I get hot. I didn't want a leather chair, uh, and the kids aren't out here. I have a, my office is in the backyard; it's not in the house, so uh, I was comfortable. Like it wasn't going to get destroyed. Not, you know, I never thought I'd spend. I was like six forty nine with shipping or something like that. Six fifty. Um, they are expensive, but. Daggum, it's worth it. Like, my back doesn't hurt. My elbow and wrist have gradually started getting better. I'm at the right elevation. Uh, I I will never go back. Like, I'm like, it's tons of adjustments. It's comfortable. Came with a little memory foam, detachable pillow. Magnetic lab, man. Like, boom. Like, it's it's right there. It's nice. Trust me. And if Secret Labs, right here, Secret Labs would love. To send us samples or anything to try out, and we we'll, we'll, yeah, we would gladly be sponsors. I mean, I'm already there. It's Dude, you I am, can just give me like ten bucks off, and I'll buy another one probably. Like, yeah, free uh, <laughs> pillow. It, right? it really is oh, that nice. good. Like, I was. Uh, it's built really well too, man. I mean, it's oh solid. no, 
Like, it so is I, very solid. I'm 300 pounds, like for for the internet. In case you can't tell, I'm a fat sob. This thing is solid, man. Like, I mean, this is like I can hit the old recline and like. Oh, oh no, it reclines. Like I like, it over, like it's it's nice. It's absolutely. They, nice. they do. They recline way back too. Yeah, this is, and this it's. Is, Nice. They are. They, I mean, you got you. You can actually your um, lumbar support back here. Like your armrests are magnetic, oh, yeah. and yeah, those are great. And they can you and can swap them out. They got memory foams, gel, like whatever you like, whatever cool temperature gel. They got footrests you can get to. Um, yeah, they make. I think nice. they make desks too now, which I'm not going to get one of their. They desks, do make desks. Uh, I, I'm still. I'm still thinking about getting a standing desk it would be better for i have high blood pressure so making sure i stand up and move around the only real reason i'm not is i'm not gonna lie like so i've got a big wooden executive desk y'all can't see it but that's what my crap is on and uh i don't want to move it again and i'd have to move all my stuff in front of me i got recliners and my record album my tv and my xbox and my vr setups like over here in front of me <laughs> and uh maybe i do an office tour one day and i just don't want to move all that Place. I don't yeah, want to move it, all that. No. And, it and would then, be a know. nightmare to get that big desk out of there, is it? It's nice. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get me a stand up desk. I, I, and just well, you had one at the other job, right? You had one at the bank. No, I did have one and I, yeah. I loved it. And I've, I've debated on it. So remember, I told you I was going to probably spend my money on a telescope next year. My, my yeah. first benefit. I've changed my mind. I've, I ran across a desk that just got released in the last couple of months. It's an adjustable desk. It's made by Corsair. Um, That's a sign you're getting well, old when you're going to buy Ooh, new desk. Yeah. Well, no. So um, this is the, uh, God, what's it called again? It is the create, it's the platform six creator desk. So I, I will, we'll have to drop a link in the, um, We'll have to drop a link in the, in the description or in the chat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, but disclaimer, because so we're supposed to do those. Like, if you click on a link, it'll be an affiliate link. We might get paid a small commission, but, you know, click it. That's right. So, yeah, so the Creator Edition, the Platform 6, it, it's made by Corsair, who make a lot of, like, the, like my keyboard and, and some other stuff. We'll talk about it in Corsair, but but they have this just incredible desk. It's got pegboard. It's designed for, for podcasters and game streamers and stuff. It's got all these attachments to it. It's just, it's, it's an adjusting desk. It's a little bit larger. And so I'm like, it's a little pricey, but I'll right, check it out. Yeah. Yeah. So not a desk, not a desk. I got a new, which is back here. It's a little hard to see because it's dark, but a new PC. I, I, yeah, I got back. I'm like, so processing all these videos. So one, I have a few little performance issues. I was trying to run this off a couple of different laptops, tried my MacBook and another, my Surface laptops. And it just, it's just not enough power there to do everything. Once you start plugging lights and cameras and mics and stream decks and keyboards and everything, it starts, laptops can't power it. Can't power it all effectively. Even with the powered USB hub, you start having issues. Like if you watched the episode last week, you'll notice I had a lot of lagginess in the camera. Um, I've had audio issues a couple of times. And so some of it's running through a USB hub that was causing the problem. Other part of it was processor memory. And then just getting down to the actual editing of um, the video and audio streams. And then other stuff that I'm doing too, like since, since I'm starting to get into photography a little bit, you know, having something where I have 
one room to store all my photos, but two also power to edit that as well. Like if, if I do eventually start getting deeper into the astro astrophotography, I will, you know, when I get a better telescope, I will still need to be able to have something to do some heavy processing of photos. So yeah, I'll put the, um, I'll put, so PC part picker, PC part picker.com. And a little shout out to them. If you've never used them, it's a great little site to go and spec out. I will, I will give John the link because he usually does our descriptions. Um, and I'll yep. give him the link to the PC setup that I've built. Um, basically, it's a Corsair 4000X RGB case. Got four fans in it. Um, got an Arctic 2 280 uh, water-cooled system. It's an AMD Ryzen 7 processor, 7900X3D. Got a GeForce 4060 um, RTX 16 gig video card and 64 gig of RAM, Corsair keyboard, Corsair gaming mouse. It's pretty good. The iron claw, it's pretty good. Um, and so, yeah. And so, got everything kind of hooked up, wired through there. Um, I started to do a build video. And it didn't work so well because I ran into some issues. Um, so, you're saying it turned into a cursing video. Yeah, so I don't know if you see this right here. Well, not the laptop, but this little yeah. color rainbow looking thing. So this is the power supply. So I did not realize when I purchased the power supply. Um, X, It's an XG750. Cooler Master XG750. It has an LCD screen on the side of it that gives me fan speed, temperature, and actually gives me the, the power consumption, which is really, really cool. The case when I put the power supply in there, it would block the LCD. So I had to actually cut a section out of the case. So I had to custom cut the case with some rubber molding on there. It wasn't too difficult. I did manage to get a good video of that. I got a time-lapse video and then I got an actual video. So maybe I'll at least do a, do a, um, a video of the case cutting. I don't know. Maybe I can piece together pieces of the actual build video that I did record. I kind of, I ran into an issue because I bought smaller tower because i didn't want a ginormous one and i had rgb memory so the, the memory was too tall so when i started doing the build the um radiator at the top was hitting the memory so there wasn't enough clearance so i could have tried to we, put we the radiator in. computers years ago do you ever think you'd be talking about like radiators and water-cooled systems no i did anyway um, yeah, I spent some mad money. I probably spent $2,500 all in. I mean, including my keyboard. Well, that. And well, and so I, I went extra on some things like, you know, the water cool. Did I really need to go water cool? But no, yeah. but it's look, let's put it this way. I, I ran cyberpunk on ultra settings and I did the same thing with Starfield. Um, on my PC, and it didn't even flinch. I mean, it day was just like, and it was pretty. And I'm like, I wish I had a 4K monitor. That's probably my next big expenditure. But yeah, um, I just have 75 hertz um, standard 1080 monitors. And Man, so, I went through the whole thing with like, I really wanted a, a decked out flight sim, you know, like triple screen. And I was like pricing cockpit pieces, and I'm just like, I don't drop. I was like, I can, I can literally get my pilot's license and put a down payment on an airplane for what this costs. So I just yeah, want the basic but, Xbox setup. But I mean, it, it, I could have gotten a lot cheaper. I could have gotten something that was powerful a lot less cheaper. I kind of just, I went a little bit overboard, I think. 
I was like, yeah, I'm going to do the water cool. And then I'm going to do, yeah, I'm going to get a 4060 graphics card. Do I really need a 4060? No, not really. So I spent a little money there. Like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So it's going to last. Yeah. I'm, you know, I mean, I guess that's the whole maybe midlife crisis thing sneaking in on me and you both a little bit, but like at some point, it was like when I bought my car last year. Right. So I've had the, the almost exactly next week will be a year. I will have my, uh, got a 2022 challenger scat pack in white knuckle because all challengers should be white corvette should be red there's a thing right so it's a, my tag literally says vanish like it's vanishing point if you've never watched vanishing point the original the, the remake was okay but the original's better um yep. totally agree but you know like i mean we're very much me and Brittany, about building something for the kids and we we own a little bit of modest amount of real estate. We own like three rental properties and trying to grow that yeah. and some other things. And now we got technically a media company. We're doing a podcast. She's got a dumpster rental business and we both work two times. So we got a lot going on, but I'm just Come like, what do I do? Wait till I'm 70. I was like me wanting to buy an airplane. What do we do? Wait till I'm 70. Like, I mean, at some point you got to do things, you know, while you're young enough to enjoy them and get out and, um, I don't I don't think it's exorbitant. I mean, I guess to some people it seems exorbitant to buy a $2,500 computer when you don't need it. Uh, I think, you know, my car was 51000 That's exorbitant to a lot of people. I worked really hard for it, though, too, and I enjoy it. Every time I get into it and I drive it, I enjoy the shit out of it. I'm not going to lie. That's funny because yeah. we were down there at the wedding. We, we left the wedding that night, and uh, we were on the way back to the hotel. And there was this dude in a, uh, a three series BMW that uh, I don't know if he'd done anything to it or not, but definitely had the exhaust on it. And he's, Brittany's like, I mean, it was, it's way out on the coast of North Carolina. Like, there's no, there's no yeah, one. It's long, like, was, yeah. Straight away, just, just down there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just like, you know, I was like, unless he's done something to that three series, it wasn't an M. I'm like, I walk him down. I'm like, I, I don't, I like, I'm just at the point where I don't even have to because I know what it'll do. And she's like, well, that's just no fun. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, you know, like, I don't, maybe. But she's just like, come on. And I put it over in track mode and then he turned off. And I was like, okay, well, this, well I missed my opportunity. But uh, it would have walked it down, you know. It's that three series uh, probably would yeah, get me in corners, but it was a straightaway. And I'm in a 500 horsepower long stroke American big block. That's uh you're not you're not gonna win, dude. I'll I'll, I'll be at hundred I'll be at hundred and fifty and going when your car car's gonna stop. So. I'm sorry. If we ever stop making gas powered muscle cars, it's it's the end of times at that point. I mean yeah, I, I don't those. I don't think they will. You know, Dodge came out with uh it's really what prompted me to get the challenger. I'd wanted one since they come out that body style and um they only had one redesign in 2015 and they didn't really redesign the car. They just changed the lights, headlights and a couple of trim pieces. But anyway, the uh, 2023 is the last model year for the current Challenger and Charger. They've actually already stopped production. So if you want one, you got to go get what's left on the lot. They ain't making no more. But next year they're coming out with the new challenge, the new Charger, which is two door, whereas the Challenger was two door this year. Uh, but, you know, they, they, released the ev one that's what they showed and uh you know it's going to put down a crazy amount of horsepower uh equivalent horsepower kilowatt hours in don't you the evs are fast like i mean i'm not oh, gonna yeah, lie like a, yeah, a model y tesla performance model y tesla would smoke my car it absolutely would it's going to take me off the line it's gonna 
I probably would get it on top end, but that's more of a programming issue than anything. Got a an S plaid or anything in the plaid line at Tesla would smoke me, smoke a Hellcat for that matter. But they are also the first chargers that are coming out are not going to be the electric one. They are going to be the inline uh, twin turbo inline six motor, and it's going to put out the base the base charger next year. The new body style of that inline twin turbo six will put out more horsepower than my car. Basically, it's an Indy motor. Like when you, when you think what they used to run Indy cars, they used yeah. to run inline six twin turbos. It's, it's an Indy yeah. motor essentially, and things will put down like five hundred seventy five horsepower. My car is right at five hundred, uh, and the car is probably going to be lighter. Uh, so, and it looks good. I, I actually think they did well on the design of it. So, I just I don't know. It's going to be V eight. I mean, that's uh, Mustang. I don't know if Ford's going to. They're the last bastion. Chevy 2024 is the last model year for the Camaro. If you didn't know that, the ICE yep. Camaro, they're going to go the same thing that Dodge is doing. Uh, so See, I don't know how Ford's long already, you know, Ford's it. Ford's already have, they already have the, the EV Mustang though, right? Well, I, I don't call yeah. it Mustang. It's it's the Mach-E and it's, it's not a Mustang. It's not a, it's a Mach-E. I know they, it has Mustang taillights on it. That's well, they got the it. Corvette, and, the Corvette crossover they're doing the same thing with it it's coming out next year it's an suv yeah i don't know that ford's going to stop making gas powered v8 gas powered engines aren't going to go we need to hold on the show we won't we won't dwell on it we're in an hour we'll do it yeah we are in an hour maybe that'll be next time maybe next episode we'll talk about cars let's talk about cars let's do it all right we can talk cars next week all right man well it's Computer looks good. Congratulations on yeah. uh, marrying off the first one. One down, three Ready to go. go. Second one's engaged though, and uh, yeah. yeah, man, like I'm. It's gonna be a I'm long engagement. I hope. I need a break. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's good. So same bat time. Same bat channel. Yeah.